I'll begin with the first sort of a prelude poem in my most recent book. The book is called Barely Composed. And uh, there's a lot in here that felt difficult to write, and that's why it's called Barely Composed. Uh, it was about me just trying to hang on, get through it all. And I picked this one to begin with, to read right now, because it reminds me in a way of this moment that we're in with the pandemic. We're facing something that we've never really faced before in our lifetime, even in my lifetime, which is quite long by now. I've never faced anything like this uh, worldwide pandemic. So this poem in an oblique way talks about that feeling, I think, although it was written before, before this moment. And it quotes from uh, Shakespeare. It reinscribes Shakespeare in a line. I toy with a line from Shakespeare and kind of rewrite it, actually. Reinscribe it. Because we never practiced with the escape chamber, we had to read the instructions as we sank. In a hand like carded lace, not Nuclear warheads on the sea's floor, nor the violet glow over the reactor will outlive this sorrowful rhyme. Vain halo, my project becalmed, I'll find I've built a monument more passing than a breeze. It will cost us, Borisita. We can't buy a prayer. Did you call my name? Or was that the floorboard wheezy? These memories won't get any bigger, Will. I think something is coming that will vastly improve our quietude. I'm growing snow crystals from vapor in anticipation and praying for the velvet-cushioned kneeler that I need to pray. I made this little sound for you to wait in. I wrote one called Triptych for Topological Heart, and it's three poems about the heart, and they're all very short. I'll read this first one from, from the series of three, the, the Triptych. And it's really a love poem. This book is also about love, which is a positive thing, not just about time and death, and, but also about love, which is unending throughout one's life. So triptych for topological heart, a love poem. It befalls us, an exchanged glance, reflective spasm. Is it a fantastically unlaminated question set in flesh? Or valentine that wears the air as its peril? If you caught a heart from parchment, is it still a heart? A non-trivial knot, returns of every gradient may kiss and tell. Does the vessel have edges? Or is it all connectedness, an embedding to be stretched or bent? Imagine being simultaneously alive bound in both directions with a bow? Is it diachronic, a phenomenon that changes over time? 
Without ardor, theory suffers. That's why I'm stuck on you with wanton glue, persevering, styling something blobbish and macabre into something pointed, neat. Love is a gift that springs from an unlit spot. Rosin and rue. Even when I'm in the dark, I'm in the dark with you. Okay, well, the next part, um, again, we're talking about the heart as an emblem for love, connection. Say it quivers rather than contracts, fluttery with ruptions. Doctors call it holiday heart. Valentine's Day, named for a saint whose head is venerated in Rome, is also National Organ Donor Day, okay? Give anatomical dark chocolates infused with true invariance. With smoked salt, pepper, and Beaujolais in a plain brown box, embellished with praises in a romance language in your hand. Please, none cosseted in plush like the stuff inside a coffin. I'm just praying. Can you find a pulse or dry needle trigger point? Just saying, this fudge has tears in it. Someone's been sweating over this. Listen, Mr. Stethoscope. I'm at the end of my hope. Still, I'll grow another. Blossom for that blossom-crowned skull. So that's the second, which is more cutting and acerbic view of, uh, of love and relationship. Okay, and this is the last one in the triptych. And again, it's got edge. Anger's a part of a relationship. I think any relationship that's deep and intimate, eventually one has to deal with those uh, shortfalls and with the anger that comes with being human. So this is the last part. Some give vinegar valentines. No pillow words. Just floppy organ thistleburr. Fruit loops and craft wire fashioned on a snarky jig. To my pocket prince. By bitch possessed. Tough tits. Isn't it? Some call it a day. Marked by commodified flowers. Obligation chocolate. Some live on clinical sprinkles, asking, where's the feast? The carnelian pin with open-work components that let you see its self-pleasuring mechanism, storm hormones, and single pulsing vein. What even is it? Here's the thing. A gift cannot be cynical unless the giver is. I will pay you to test this for me. Its closets vast with steadfastness at best, at least for me, surpass all other closets in the flesh. I'm sending this from my memory foam head. Valentines intensify the surface, heart the depths. Thank you.
You're listening to stories, poems, music from The Creative Process. To hear our full interview with Alice Fulton, visit the Creative Process Arts, Culture, and Society podcast. This podcast is produced by Mia Funk with the participation of collaborating universities and students. Thanks for listening.